Welcome to Cat Talk Radio with your host, Molly DeVos. Molly is a cat expert and certified feline training and behavior specialist. With her expertise and her guests, you'll learn how to interpret and control behavior issues with your cat, how to entertain and converse with them, and keep up on the latest feline news around the world. Now, here is Molly DeVos. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cat Talk Radio. I'm your host, Molly DeVos, and we're joined today by my handsome husband and co-host, Dewey Vaughn. Hello, Dewey. Tell everybody hi. Hi, hi my beautiful <laughs> love, and hello to all of those fans out there in the great big cat world. So, you've recently shared with me that many people contact you recently, I guess it is, thinking that their cats are bored. So, you wanted to do an episode about that. So, are their cats really bored? Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm really grateful to the universe for providing themes each week because it it's weird. It does become obvious. I'll, I'll have lots of people contact me about the same topic, and and lately, it seems like in the last week or so, this is this is a reoccurring question. People are saying, "Well, I think he might be bored." You know, on my initial consult form. I say, why do you think your cat's doing this behavior that, you know, that you don't want? And a lot of the answer is, I think they might be bored. So, that's why I wanted to do this episode called, Is Your Cat Bored? And to answer your question, yes, they are. Well, there you have it. Thanks for another great episode. (laughs) Just kidding. So tell us why you think so and are cats bored or just the high energy ones are bored? No, I think most cats are bored because think about how their day is structured in the wild. You know, they hunt over six hours a day on and off and they eat 10 to 20 small meals a day. They have a lot of area to roam in and explore and you know, trees to climb and fences to climb and places to go. And when we keep them indoors, which we've really only been doing since the late 60s, they they have to be bored. Well, I can't imagine uh, th- this whole boredom thing. But, you know, I can't say that I, I, I'm just flabbergasted by the whole board thing. I was trying to come up with something more well, creative about it. <laughs> well, you get bored. I know, but I if just can't envision at, boredom in a cat. That's well, just, you know, you, you know. and I get to go places. I mean, not as many as we used to, given COVID, of course. But, you know, we get out. We go for a drive. Like we just said, we're going to go walk around town and, you know, get a, get a walk in and some window shopping and, and, and do that kind of thing. Well, a cat can't. They're stuck at home. They can't go do that. So, yeah. But, has, but hasn't their metabolism evolved to accommodate a more sedimentary indoor lifestyle? Well, no, because, you know, they still have a 96% DNA link to their wildcat ancestors. So they really have evolved very little. You know, their their mindset, you got to think about, too, how they think. They are a species that's both predator and prey, you know, un, unlike 
dogs, which are mostly predators, right? These guys are both predator and prey. So they're hyper vigilant for threats. You know, they're always, you know, is anything going to get me? They might be a little jumpy. You know, they need, they need lots of activity. I, you know, I, I, I can't help, but I'm envisioning the people that are listening to this might be thinking, okay, well, I know I see my cat laying around constantly. That's kind of their nature. They sleep a lot, and then they get up and they play a lot. And how would I really know that my cat is bored? So how can people tell if their cat is bored? Well, it can manifest itself in different ways for different cats. You know, sometimes you'll see aggression, um, especially between cats. You know, they they lay in wait and they stalk and they chase and pounce the other cat. Um, they can get into OCD repetitive behaviors like over-grooming themselves. Mm. Um, they can be inactive all the time, which is a little hard to decipher because they do sleep 16 hours a day on average, but they should be active in between those cat naps. Um, I guess some other ways you could tell if they, if they stop eating, you know, all of a sudden they just become bored and they, you know, they don't want to eat because they're kind of depressed or overeating, kind of like people, you know, some people under stress will stop eating and others will overeat. I'm the latter, of course. (laughs) (laughs) And then if you're seeing any of this stuff, you know, the other thing is that it it can mimic medical issues. So the first thing you got to do, especially if your cat stops eating or starts overeating or overgrooming or any of those things or sleeping all the time, you know, it's time for a trip to the vet to, to rule out any underlying medical issues. So if a cat does not exhibit any of those problem behaviors, do you still think it's bored? Yeah, I do. I do because, you know, cats have a lot of pent-up energy and anxiety, and they need to be able to release that, you know, or they get they get wound up like a tight spring and, you know, might not be able to stop themselves from attacking you as you, as you walk by. So if you think most cats are bored, what do you or we need to do uh, to entertain them? Well, the key word is enrichment, more so than entertainment, although a lot of enrichment activities look like entertainment. <laughs> and one of the one of the best things you can do is food puzzles. you can you can buy we sell three food puzzles on on the store at catbehaviorsolutions.org. It'll say behavior boutique. Go in there and there's three different kinds. there's and the three that we carry are all for dry food. Um, but you put one's a ball, they have to either nose around or bat around. One's called the fish bowl that they have to reach their paw into and, and pull the, the treats out. And then one's kind of like a, it's called an egg, it's weighted at the bottom. So it's, it's kind of a mix between the two. You can also make your own food puzzles. You know how I feel about dry foods. So some good wet food puzzles are get a get a muffin pan, especially like those muffin top pans that are real shallow if they still make those. Those were great. Those muffin top pans. What a wonderful idea. Kind of like muffin cookies. <laughs> anyway, I'm I'm hungry clearly and put a little wet food in different of the compartments in the muffin pan and then put little pieces cut out squares of cardboard or thinner than cardboard like a card weight paper 
and and put it over so that the cat has to figure out which one of those have treats and which one doesn't and they nudge the little paper out of the way and they get to eat their little dab of wet food or tuna or a piece of turkey or anything like that. You can also take things like toilet paper roll cores and put treats in there and fold the ends down and cut holes in them and and hide them places, you know. One of the great things to do is to put food puzzles down at night so that during the nighttime when the cat's active and probably hungry too because it's been a while since you fed them, you hide food puzzles so that they have things to hunt and forage for because that's mimicking very natural behavior. Another, and and that's something anybody can do and should be doing all the time. And and another thing, if you have the room and the space um, and the funds, of course, although this doesn't have to cost a lot, building your cat a a catio, a, a patio that's enclosed so that it's safe, it can't get out and predators can't get in and get in and other cats can't get in. Um, we call it a catio. And you know, out there, if you don't have trees or bushes or things enclosed in it, you you put climbing things. We have a big, tall cat tree in ours that leads to a catwalk that Dewey built, and it's it's basically a shelf that suspends about 18 inches down from the ceiling of the catio. And oh my gosh, Pico loves that. And then I planted wisteria on the outside of it, so it's very lush and covered. And birds, of course, come to the wisteria, and and he goes crazy watching them and chattering and and it gives him a a chance to be outside in the elements if he wants and he can you know he can come inside we don't lock him out there unless something's going on in the house but he has free access through a cat door out to it and you can make those as elaborate or simple they make window box units so they can just simply go out kind of in a box from a window they make like little tunnel systems out to a you know bigger catio in the garage There's actually a link on our site. If you go to the Cool Stuff tab under there in Enrichment, there's a link to a company that has all kinds of great catio ideas that's that's worth looking at. So if you can do a catio, that's wonderful. You know, and the other things are leashes and and walks you know a harness and a and a walk or or a stroller put your cat in an enclosed stroller and take them for a walk around the block you get some exercise they get to watch birds and see some new things um and in the house you know high places for them to climb and explore you know for a cat they need a lot of space usually more space than we can provide so make a climbing wall for them that goes up and, and attaches to different beds and walkways. You know, and we're all stuck home with COVID. So what else have you got to do? Map out some cool climbing apparatus and just go to the, the internet and Google and, and search climbing wall for cat. And then go to the images and, and look at all the cool things people do and, and get inspired. You don't have to spend a lot of money on it and your cat will love it. And it'll give them all kinds of things to do. And if you can't do a catio too, by the way, you could always get a bird feeder, put that in front of a window and, and put a like a little seat in front of the window so they can watch the birds. Um, scratching posts, you know, that's a really good way for them to release some of that pent-up energy. Just make sure they're really, really tall. A lot of people make the mistake of getting, you know, a, a two-foot scratching post, and they need to be three or four foot, really tall. 
And again, these don't have to be store-bought things. These can be things you can make. So go to the store and maybe get a, a piece of wood, a 1 by 12 or something, and, and then go over to the other department where they have outdoor carpet, and they sell this outdoor carpet. It's like on a 15-foot roll. Well, get three or four linear feet of that and staple it to that big board and lean it up against something. Your cat will climb it. It'll scratch on it. It'll love it. Rub some catnip in it. That'll that'll be good, too. Um other things, really, really important thing I haven't mentioned yet is is prey play. You know, I tell people you have got to prey play with your cat, you know, three times a day. And oftentimes people will say, well, those we've got wand toys all over the house and the house will, cat will grab them and drag them on the house. But a wand toy was never meant to be something that your cat plays with by themselves. A wand toy must have a human being on the end of it. And when you're done with it, put it up, put it away so that when it comes out, it's a special time. It's a chase that thing time. And, you know, you can get all kinds of exercise and and hunting frustrations out with your cat when you prey play. I recommend that you prey play with a cat two to three times a day. Doesn't have to be long you know, 10-minute session at most because they're usually tired by then. And if you do that right before you feed them, that even more importantly emphasizes that natural routine, that hunt, catch, kill, eat routine. So that's a must, an absolute must, and and probably one of the most important things. But if you do all these things, you're going to have a really happy cat. And another thing is um, Cat TV. I posted on on Facebook recently a a video that a friend shares, a, a friend that owns a rescue. So she has lots of cats in her house and the TV is over the fireplace and they've got it on Cat TV on YouTube. And there's like two cats sitting on the mantle and four cats down by the fireplace and they're all just staring at the TV and they're watching birds and gerbils and mice run. And that's an excellent, excellent it's like babysitting, you know, if your kid gets hyper and you give it a little tablet and tell it to play games, it's kind of like that. That's that's something good you can just turn on for your cat and you don't have to do anything but turn it on. And then music, too, can be enriching. Um, I like the iCom cat players. They scientifically modulate music so that it removes all of stress causing, you know, sounds for cats. And it and it's like listening to elevator music. It's nice and relaxing. So music too can be a good thing. You know, and a couple others is like the interactive games that we play with Pico, uh, where we do the chase or we do hide and seek with Pico and mm-hmm. some of those, right? Mm-hmm. That's good too. Yeah, I love I love to play hide and seek with Pico. I love to, you know, with him, you walk along and, and we taught him since he was a young kitten because I walk along and, and duck down behind the couch and then you just stay there. And as a kitten, they're like, wait, where'd they go? And then he jumps up onto the back of the couch and then I jump up and go, boo. And, and so now you just walk across the room even by the back of the couch and he's all crouched down, butt wiggling, ready to jump up and get you. It's very, very fun to play hide and seek with him and clicker training. God, I forgot clicker training. Gosh, I must not be firing on all cylinders this morning. Um, Man, that's like the best enrichment 
that you could possibly do too. That and pray play, I guess. You know, we use it in shelters because in shelters, cats are really bored. You know, they're confined to a really small, small space. And so clicker training, teaching them to do things like sit, high five, sit up, stuff like that is great for both of you because it's it's good for them, very good enrichment, and it helps build, you know, bonds with them. But but particularly in shelters, man, where they're so confined and bored. And, you know, that brings up another another way to, to think of this as frustration rather than bored. You know, maybe frustrated is a better word for what your cat is feeling than bored because <clears throat> your cat's probably frustrated. He can't do the things that come natural to him, you know, like hunt, catch, kill, because he's you- inside. You know, and and I like the game like we played this morning with uh, Pico. He gets very anxious and uh, he's all over the place and taking those treats and tossing them where he just runs after him and fetches. Yeah, and you know. He's not really fetching. He's really chasing and eating more so than anything. But what about playing fetch with balls? Well, before we move on to that, let me say that that is a very good point because this morning, what you're talking about, I said Pico's bored. And so you got up and you went and you got the treats and you threw them across the room and he's skittering after them. And we'll post a video of that when we post this this podcast promo. But But something else that I didn't mention earlier with how you can tell your cat is bored that's very important is they start doing naughty things, you know, and that's how I knew that Pico was bored. He's going to start getting up on counters. He gets up on the counter and then he gets up on the refrigerator and then he gets on top of the cabinets where I have some breakable things. And, you know, if I'm out here, I have that remote control noisemaker, but I heard him out there last night. Either way, he knows it annoys me. So they do annoying things. He'll jump up on the counter and just systematically start kicking things off because he's bored. He's trying to get my attention and your attention and and getting us to to do stuff with him. So I, I neglected to, to mention that, that naughty behavior is another really good way to tell if your cat's bored if they're if they're trying to do attention seeking stuff pushing your hot buttons then you know that they're bored so fetch with balls yeah you know some cats don't naturally return the balls but if they do you know that that's awesome um Pico's not really much of a uh, a fetcher, but some cats are really good at it. I like ping pong balls. Those are really great because they're lightweight and they bounce around a lot and they're not really going to break anything if they if they hit something. But also, you know, the really soft rubber balls so a cat can bite it and pick it up and carry it. Or the crinkle balls, they can pick those up and carry them in their mouths. And so, yeah, if you, especially if you start young with a cat and you toss a ball and it goes and chases it and it'll often bring it back to you. And if you keep rewarding that and reinforcing that, then then you'll have a fun game you can play with them. <laughs> yeah. You know, one of the other things that I, I like is when – cardboard boxes you know it seems like every time we get a shipment in pico loves to jump into the box and you know especially if we put a little ball or a toy in there with the box he just loves to do that he likes to play hide and seek out of the box too so i think that's another one 
Yeah, that's good. And toy boxes are good, too. You know, I had forgotten about that because we have a toy box for Pico. It, it's really a basket, uh, like a cotton woven basket. And and resetting all those toys each night so they can dig for their favorites and scatter them around freshly every day. That's good. You know, keep a toy box like a kid. And then every night before you go to bed, put all the toys back in the box so that then they can go freshly find them again in the morning. That that makes good enrichment as well. You know, you haven't mentioned catnip. Would mm. that be considered an enrichment? Yeah, okay. I really am like not together this morning. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up. I have creaky old brain this morning or something. But <laughs> catnip is excellent. And and you know, if you have a cat, some cats don't like catnip, but um, the majority do. Eighty percent or so like catnip, but there's that you know twenty percent that don't. But you know, we sell. I, I have custom blended catnip called Meowza on the website again at catbehaviorsolutions.org under the Behavior Boutique, and I do a special blend of catnip, silver vine, and valerian root, which which also, I mean, if you have a cat that's kind of eh on catnip, maybe you've over-catnipped them, just getting a little bit different blend might get them re-engaged. And mm. yeah, catnip, catnip's an, an excellent thing. Go try the Meowza. It, it helps helps benefit our nonprofit, and your cat will love it. And it comes in these just adorable little glass spice jars, you know, with the little spring top lid that you can reuse for your spices when you run out of catnip. <laughs> the conversation <laughs> of over catnipping is a funny thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know people like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anything else that you would recommend that would help a cat from being bored? You know, this might sound counter to boredom, but uh, a routine, you know, and an active routine because, you know, we people seem to think, well, if I have routine, it's the same routine every day. I get stuck in a rut and I'm going to get bored with the routine. But that's not true with cats. Cats really like routine, but it's got to be an active routine. So one of the things, you know, how do you fill a cat's day keeping him active and still allowing for his 16 hours of sleep, of course, but feed them four to five times a day. Um, Pray play three times a day. You know, um, make toys for them, you know, like things like we get this bamboo toilet paper and it's wrapped in kind of a, a, a hard, crinkly outer wrap paper. So every time I put a new roll of toilet paper on, I take that outer wrap, which makes loud crinkle noises, and I crinkle it up into a ball and I toss it for Pico. And he chases it around and carries it around, then he eventually rips it up and it's everywhere. So, you know, every time I change the toilet paper, there's a new a new toy and a new game. You know, the the bottom line here, and I, I think the message is that cats aren't maintenance-free. You know, you you might not have to walk a cat like you do a dog, take it out to pee or poop multiple times a day, but but you do need to keep them mentally stimulated and, and entertained. You absolutely do. Daily, about, multiple times a day. Yeah, what about uh, those people that have this thought about, well, why don't I just get another cat? What's your thought about yeah. that? Glad you brought that up. I hear that a lot in the shelter. 
back in the old days when we actually let people in the shelters pre-COVID <laughs> and, and there was, you know, a room full of people shopping for new cats and I always ask them, what, why did you decide to come adopt a cat today? And a lot of times they'll say, well, I want to get a cat, a buddy for my cat. And I go, wow, well, what is your cat doing that makes you think it wants a buddy? And they often will say, I think my cat's bored. And, and then, of course, I go on to a litany of, well, this is your responsibility to make sure your cat's not bored. And yes, your cat probably is bored. But if you get another cat, things might not go as hunky-dory as you think they will. Because cats have evolved as a solitary species. And it's not like a dog who, you know, sees another dog and they've got dog buddies. It's like, yay, dog friends. Cats aren't like, yay, cat friends. Cats are like... Oh, a territory invader. So be careful. It can. Yes, it absolutely can, especially if you have a young cat, getting another young cat around its age or adopting two kittens at a time is absolutely kind of a built-in babysitter. They will entertain themselves throughout the day. Not to say that lets you off the hook completely. You still need to do food puzzles and catios and prey play and all of that stuff for them. But it helps. It, it can help. If you've got a six-year-old cat and you go out and get a new kitten or another two-year-old cat, things are probably not going to go as smoothly as you had imagined them to. It's a long, slow process of integration. So, yes, another cat can help, but be very careful about that decision because, you know, you go out and you adopt another cat And you go, well, let's just try it and see if it works out. Well, think about the cat that you've adopted, too. If it doesn't work out and you've got to return it to the shelter, that's a lot of trauma on that little animal. A lot of moving around and lots of trauma. So be responsible in your decisions of adopting multiple cats. What another great episode, Molly. Uh, You really really come across very nicely and you always uh, get great information And to all those listeners out there, if you have any suggestions for topics, she'd love to hear from you. So please email us or Molly at molly at cattalkradio.com. And that's M-O-L-L-Y. And Cat Talk Radio is with two T's. So please email us a suggestion. Yeah, absolutely. That. It helps me. Like I said, I, I'll get contacts and emails and questions all throughout the week, m- multiple times a day. And as I begin to see patterns emerge, it it inspires me to do to do episodes like this. So absolutely. And the other thing is to you know be sure to find us on Facebook, like us on Facebook. We're always posting funny stuff out there, and you know, Lord knows, in in this world and day and time, you need a, a laugh and a smile. So go there. And We'll make sure you get one. Follow us on Instagram. Check out the blog on the website, catbehaviorsolutions.org. I I do a blog there, and there's some interesting things. Um, All kinds of interesting things. So, Also, let me just mention, if you've learned something from one of the podcasts, consider sending us a gratuity donation. Any amount helps us keep the show on the air. It's Free service to you and others because we're not going to keep doing this as long as 
Shelter, Shelter euthanasia, euthanasia is the, is number, the number one, one cause, cause of death, of death, in, death cats. in cats. <laughs> <laughs> we really suck at that. Sorry, people. Yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for tuning in today. And until next time, keep calm and purr on. Goodbye, everybody. Looking for products that address specific cat behavior issues? On our website, cattalkradio.com, you'll find things that will create enrichment in the environment for your cat. Toys that will reduce boredom, the world's best and safest nail clippers, and much more. All proceeds support our mission, reducing the number of cats surrendered to shelters. Stop by the site and pick up a few tips and tidbits for your cat today. Visit cattalkradio.com and look for The Behavior Shop. You can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air. In the U.S., about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues. Through this educational radio show, behavior consultations, seminars, and articles, Cat Behavior Solutions intercepts cat behavior problems in the home, reducing the number of cats who are surrendered to shelters. Make a donation at catbehaviorsolutions.com. That's catbehaviorsolutions.com. Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go make a connection with your feline friend.